TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Look, this is a team that redefined themselves from one year to the next, right? We saw them flip-flop. They were an offensive team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. They were a defensive team that won it this year. I, I also recognize that they did it without Tyreek Hill. They've got to put weapons around Mahomes. They can't fall into this trap where they believe that they can just win Super Bowls year after year without weapons. They need to do it. They got through this year. Brett Beach is smart enough, though, to recognize the free agents weren't available last year. But I still think that this team should pursue offensive weapons. Jeff Darlington there talking a lot about the Chiefs and where even though they've won back-to-back Super Bowls, they have been a team that has done it without really any kind of sustainable wide receiver play. Last year, they had a little bit better veteran presence, but this year it was a struggle really up until the playoffs. And a lot of that, a lot of what helped them was the fact that Travis Kelsey really found his form right at the end of the year, right when they needed him to. And he was a guy that had 70 yards every single playoff game, including the Super Bowl and multiple touchdowns. I mean, he was far better in the playoffs than he was at any point in the regular season. I think having 32 catches as well in four games. So that's really, my fantasy team. I was going to say, yeah. Like, so <laughs> I, didn't, I had both of them. Pain. I had both of them. Watching them do that in the playoffs was painful because it was like, where was this all season? Yeah, all like, season. You could have won me a championship. <laughs> oh, it's tough. Time now to get connected to our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got Ryan on the line. Ryan, good morning, my friend. How are we doing? Good, guys. How are you? Doing very well. Good. Thanks for taking my call. I was just calling to give my input on your question about the draft. Um, I agree we need a receiver, but I'm kind of apprehensive about thinking that he'll actually see the field because between uh, the last several years, offensive draft picks, Dalton Kincaid's the only one I can think of that really gets a real role. And I was thinking back to last summer, last off season, we were, you know, very focused on who's our slot guy. And it seems like we've had <clears throat> Shakir who could be one of the best slot guys. We've had him the whole time. So I was just thinking of like Hodgins and shorter and even uh Sherfield and the guys we got in the off season that were not in the draft. They hardly saw the field. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering what it would take for an offensive player to actually make an impact this year and not, you know, sit and, incubate for a year or two before we try to use them yeah sounds good ryan thanks for the call i will say the reason why i have faith and i and i very much understand people's apprehension of even believing that a rookie will do anything this team has been very old for a number of years they really do let their rookies i think incubate is probably the best way to put it i like how ryan put it there is that they they wait they really do let yeah them... it's not like they get bad they no, they get better like look at shakir shakir sat for a little while and yeah now he's 
My problem is Shakir, and I can understand where Ryan is here, too, is I was a big fan of Shakir in his rookie year. I right. thought it was ridiculous yeah. that we weren't seeing him more. Me, you, and Derek Kramer were all on the uh, Shakir train. Yeah, the it's, Shakir it's train a separate has been a thing. Like, it's a separate entity than the wide receiver train. Exactly. It's a very <laughs> different. It's very different. The vibes are very different. But that's kind of been my thing is I've wanted Shakir to play. So I, I very much understand where people are coming from. And, and I will say, though, the last two years specifically, they've really gotten their young guys involved very early. That's not, what I was not thinking, Not solely on the offense, so I, I know what Ryan's saying there, but, like, Elam had to fight for his spot with Christian Benford, who's a rookie in his own class, and ultimately Elam has lost out. Benford is, is you know, one of their core pieces on the defense. Shakir finally got going, but it's only year two. Let's not mm. freak out about that. Bernard, same thing, but he was behind Edmonds, who was their starting middle linebacker and was right. up until he left for... Big money in Chicago. And really, Bernard got his shot mostly because of the Milano injury. Well, no, he was already playing there. Well, Bernard, Bernard, or, right, uh, but, Milano was outside, Bernard was inside. Right, so. but still, like, it, Bernard got more of the spotlight. Oh, well, yeah. When, yeah. when Milano was Bernard there. all of a sudden became like the Bills linebacker. Right, exactly. But, so he was playing James Cook, of course. I think I would have liked to have seen him just be like the Bills running back last year. Yeah. But they, they brought back not. Singletary. They still had Moss. Like, that mm-hmm. it was a very weird situation. But Cook but, ultimately got going. And then this past year, Kincaid and Osiris Torrance, really from the word go, were starters on this Bills roster. Yeah. And along with that. So, I mean, the last two years they've gotten much better at, at outright playing rookies. This, you know, to end the year, Brandon Bean said they're going to have to. They're going to have to get younger. Like, they know they're losing a lot of their veteran presence that they've had for a number of years, and they now know they have to get younger. I think as well, they were humbled a bit this year with always going to the cheap option at wide receiver. You know, we don't have to go into the draft. We can just go get this free agent, that free agent. And it finally, truly bit them. Mm -hmm. And I I tweeted out here, and we'll read a response as well from Dominic, who I know has been somebody who has just been banging the Troy Franklin drum hard. He tweeted that in. Because for me, it was this offseason has really been coming to the realization that this team has yet to even replace John Brown because they just have not really put any sort of real assets into the wide receiver position. Emmanuel Sanders was a fun idea. But even then, he got old very, very quickly and put up a fine year with the Bills, but it was a single year. Yeah, It wasn't, it wasn't it, like he was here for two, three years, and like this year was like, okay, now uh, you know, Sherfield and Hardy are here to replace Emmanuel. Yeah. He was here for a single year. He had 72 targets, 42 catches, 626 yards, and four touchdowns on 13 games or on 14 games played. Was that 2022? 21. 21. Okay. So yeah, see, I was by the end of the year. Right. He's not even a guy. Yeah. In the first like what eight games, he had a pretty big impact, and then it just kind of drastically dipped. Pulling up the game log now. But I I mean, you know, we brought up uh, John Brown earlier in the first segment and I pull up his uh his football reference page here and you you, you talk about trying to replace John Brown essentially because that's something the Bills haven't been able to do. They tried to do it with Emmanuel Sanders and it worked for a bit but it didn't stick. Yeah, from week and really from week nine on twenty seven yards, twenty six yards, twenty eight yards, twenty two yards, twenty five yards, inactive week fourteen, twenty yards, inactives week sixteen, seventeen in the playoffs. Two catches for 36 yards against the New England Patriots in what ultimately becomes the perfect game. Yep. And then one target, one catch, 16 yard in 13 seconds. I mean, effectively, by week ten, on, week 9 on, he goes over 30 yards one time. Right. While in the beginning of the year, he had two games of 90 yards. He had one that was 74, another that was 65. 
His first game with the Bills was a four-catch, 52-yard performance. I mean, the, the, that's the, but by the end of the year, when you needed him to show up, he was a non-factor completely. Well, right, and the other thing, too, is is you, like I was saying, you're talking about trying to replace John Brown with basically another version of John Brown in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Or this year, you tried to replace the two of them with, or maybe not replace, but reinvent, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is like with Sherfield and Hardy. And it didn't work. It hasn't worked because you're getting players that are equivalent to what you had. John Brown played here when he was 29, 30, and 32 because he came back yep. at the yep. end of the 2022 season for playoffs, basically. And you're so you're trying to, and this is no knock on John Brown. John Brown was great for the Bills. He had a great NFL career, but you're trying to replace a 30 year old wide receiver with another, another 30 year old wide receiver. receiver. You should be trying to get younger. And I think that's another reason why you don't have to worry about the Bills not playing if they draft a wide receiver in the first few rounds here. You don't have to worry about them not playing that guy because that's been their focus. Like you said, Brandon Bean said that in his end-of-the-year presser. They want to get younger. They need to get younger because there's not many options available for them. They can't go after the big fish with Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, if he's available, T. Higgins. Like You can't go after that guy even though that – I mean, Mike Evans is 30 – but he would be someone that's like he's, he's on that's a Hall okay. Fame trajectory, like that's yeah. okay if you re- if you bring him in and, mm-hmm. and he's thirty. But Michael Pittman's younger. T. Higgins is younger. You can't bring those guys in. You don't have the cap space, so you have to go in the draft and identify talent. And that's why I think it's not going to be a problem to play these guys right out of the, right off the bat, especially with what they did with Dalton Kincaid last year. Yeah, I mean I'm, he was yeah. the premier target I will say for a lot of the games my frustration there was early in the season they seemingly had no idea how to use both him and Dawson Knox they right. seemingly had no idea and Kincaid was just sitting there like his average yards per target were like six yards seven yards yeah which and then is atrocious it took like till week like seven it taught it, it took Knox getting hurt yeah it, for, it, it yeah. took Knox not being on the field for them to be like cool we can send him down the middle of the field yeah I think the the one game that I remember I think kind of his pop-off game, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, if I'm remembering correctly, was the Tampa Bay game. Yeah, yeah. The, in week eight, he had oh, – wrong button there. Well, Khalil Shakir was the leading receiver that game with 92 yards, which was interesting. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, James Cook had a great game on the ground. But then Don Kincaid hit 65 yards on five catches, which – it's not. I'll like, take that for a tight end, though. Right. That's not big yardage per catch, but that's 10, 12 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. And he's, getting, he's getting you first downs every time he touches yeah. the ball. I will so, say also on John Brown, real quick. He also had a, t- a touchdown that game. That's right. And that's also got to be something that changes, too. He had two this this whole year. Right. He should like, have. I'm, ta- I'm taking the receptions and yards, and I'm fine. Yeah. You, you've got to give me like five touchdowns at least. I was thinking closer year. to 10. Yeah, we could be closer there. I will say on John Brown as well. His first year, obviously we all know, in 2019 when they did get him, he was targeted 115 times, 72 catches, just over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. The next year, dealt with injuries and COVID, only played nine games, 52 targets, 33 catches, 458 yards, and three touchdowns. The Bills really have not had a second receiver at all in this run. Cole Beasley is a slot guy. I'm, I'm fine with that, but that's a very different receiver than I'm talking like a second outside guy. They've really never had a consistent guy there. Either you're dealing with Brown and injuries by the end of his career here, Sanders just straight up getting old, Gabe Davis flat out being an inconsistent wide receiver, Diggs has been the only consistent guy. 
And then come the playoffs, when teams really just are like, no, stop him, we'll be fine, outside of an incredible historic game by Davis, it's worked. You stop Diggs, the passing game kind of goes away. Well, look at this whole season. Yeah. Until the end of the year when Khalil Shakir starts finally getting used the correct way, mm-hmm. it was, well, it's not going to Diggs, so Allen, do something fun. And like, you can figure I think, it out. I, I'm still under the impression that is why they got so heavy in the run. They knew they did not have the personnel to realistically run their offense. Because even if, look, they know Kincaid and Shakir are hitting. They're not guys that are stretching the field. They don't have the speed to, or they're just not in that position. Shakir is a slot guy. They don't have the ability to stretch the field. So the, the passing game is going to be way too short anyways. It's effectively going to be the run game, which it was. We're having Allen complete 32 passes for under 200 yards late in the season. So, I mean, they know they need wide receiver. For me, it's just I now need to see them actually do it before I'm willing to relax. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Chris in Hamburg on the line. Chris, good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. I've been talking to a lot of people about the draft coming up, and obviously we have a need for receivers. Um, I mean, honestly, with this draft, I'm trying to get as many receivers as possible. I would even go as far as taking a receiver in the first and second round. Um, it, it's literally just process of elimination. And if you have – three or four receivers as you get out of this draft class, you're going to hit on one of them. You know, That's and fair. I really want to see, I really want to see this organization be serious about getting Josh help. You know, we had the 13 second game and what was their knee jerk reaction? The next draft. Oh, we'll, we'll draft Rousseau and we'll draft Boogie Basham in the first and second round. So if they're, if they are unwilling to do that, I mean, again, I understand our head coach has a very defensive biased profile, and that's always what he's going to favor. But, you know, show me that you're serious about this draft and getting talent for your quarterback and get more than one receiver. You know, that, that's really what I want to see. Just, again, get, get as many bodies as you can into camp and give these guys all competition and a reason to push each other and see who comes out on top. Yeah, Chris, I, I totally agree. Thanks for the call. And I, I brought up that point a number of times. He brought up 13 seconds. That their takeaway from that game was to go draft two edge rushers in Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham. Basham is no longer on the roster. Right. And yeah. he was not on the roster for very long. I think the other thing they took away from that game was that they didn't need to go get a receiver. And Cabe Davis is going to be amazing. Well, and, and that's a fair assumption, too, because look at the game he had. But it, it's also, I, I think we were talking about this yesterday, it was one game. It wasn't like he had a whole season of, hey guys, like I'm here, like I'm a really good wide receiver. It was a, it was one game and a couple during the regular season. Funny enough, Gabe Davis is the most consistent, inconsistent wide receiver of all time. <laughs> He's consistent. He puts up around yeah. the same stats every year. He's never had under five touchdowns in a season, and outside of one, his second year, he had seven touchdowns in every single year. Mm-hmm. But you need more from your wide receiver. But he also, too. well, my thing too is he also catches around fifty percent of his passes. Wow. So, like, it's it, like every year, like, like total? Uh, in year one, he caught 56.5, year two, 55.6, year three, 51.6, and then year four, 55.6. Wow. Well, and it's also, too, like, you look at the comparables to the loss to the Texans. Also. And then the loss to the Chiefs. The mm-hmm. loss to the Texans provoked them to trade for Stephon Diggs. Yeah. 
And also, let's go through his last four games real quick, so we got to hit a break here. Real quick, his last four games of that 2021 season, which, of course, culminates in 13 seconds. Week 16 against Atlanta. Three targets, three catches, 40 yards. Next week, the final week, against the Jets. Oh, boy. 14 targets, three catches, 39 yards. Yikes. The next week against the New England Patriots, three targets, two catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown, and then ultimately culminating in 10 targets, eight catches, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's But, like, that is Gabe Davis. They should not have taken that away from it. Realistically, they got caught in the moment there. Mm-hmm. All right, we do got to take a quick time out here. You are listening to the Northtown Automotive X-Point Show. And that is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown Auto. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, still looking for your calls. 803-0550. If you want to give your favorite draft idea as we get ready for the combine next week, we would love to hear it. And we will do that after a quick timeout. You're listening to the X-Point Show here on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 